BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Now, Marcelo, pull, Good fire, work. score! <laughs> With one second on the shot clock, the deep three from AB. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome once again into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding members forward for more than 80 years tonight. The BYU Cougars, the number two seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament, take on the number one team in the tournament and the number one team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, in the championship game. At stake, the conference's bid to the NCAA Tournament, although there's no chance the losing team isn't going dancing. Now, Gonzaga's road to this game was much easier than BYU's was. The Zags cruised past St. Mary's in their semifinal matchup, 78-55 to yesterday. The Cougars had a bit more challenging route, although everything turned out okay. BYU beat Pepperdine in overtime, 82-77. to There were so many reasons why BYU shouldn't have won that game, but they just found a way. The Cougars turned the ball over way too many times. It was talked about by head coach Mark Pope after the game. They had long droughts without points. They were down by double digits, yet they fought their way back and found a way to win in overtime. Now the task tonight will certainly be much more difficult. Gonzaga beat BYU in both meetings during the regular season. The Cougars lost 86-69 in Spokane and then 82-71 in Provo. And I know Coach Pope talked about this last night during postgame, but he said this team isn't just excited to play the Zags a third time. He says they're excited with the opportunity to play their best and then see what happens. So obviously guys like Barcelo, Averett, Harms, and Lohner are going to have to play at a very high level against the likes of Kispert, Suggs, Tilly, and Ayayi. For more on tonight's title game, I talked with assistant coach for the BYU Cougars, Cody Feger. Here's our conversation. So, Cody, uh, what was the stress level like for you and the rest of the coaches last night on the bench as that thing went down to the wire? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty high. It was on a, it was on a high level there. Um, we just kept focusing on defense and rebounding at the end of the day because we know we know that's what's what, what wins. Obviously, if we could have done a better job protecting the ball, it would have been a you know way different outcome from the start. But the, we were so proud of how the fight that the guys had last night. You know, we didn't make the best decisions all game long, but at the end of the day, we we defended and we rebounded and came away with the win. What can a win like that do for you in the next game, especially when the next game's literally the next day? I, I would say the biggest thing is that the guys believe, right? You know, they believe that we can, we don't have to shoot the best or, you know, play as well as we, we need to offensively, but, but we can still get stops and rebound. And obviously uh, against the Zags, we got to kind of put it all together where we got to play really well offensively and defensively but you know we we maybe got a little nervousness out of us or who knows what you know exactly what it is uh uh Pepperdine Pepperdine really guarded really well last night too but you know we're we're, we're just excited to that's the you know first time we've we've well we we only played one game there last year but we're, we're excited about this win give everybody an idea a little peek behind the curtain obviously the game ended at roughly 12 30 ish mountain time last night 
Mm-hmm. And in these tournament situations, everything is compact and, you know, you're, you're cramming to get all this stuff in. Give everybody an idea of what it was like for you guys as coaches after the game ended last night as you prepare for the Zags. Yeah. Um, so last night um, uh, we got back or we had to test. That was the first thing is everybody had to test last night right after the game. Um, Coach Pope did his interviews, all that kind of stuff. And he got back to the hotel I want to say 11.45 Pacific time. And we started meeting and, you know, kind of going over all the stuff that we could have probably done better today, obviously, or yesterday. And then what 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 we could have done, what we need to do today for the Gonzaga team, um, you know, our three offensive keys, three defensive keys, how we're going to guard certain actions, um, personnel. Um, we just kind of went over exactly what we we're going to do today uh, with the team also. You've obviously faced this team twice already. We know how good they are and how many different weapons that they have. So what's the best way to attack a team that has this many different things you have to deal with? Yeah, for, for, for us defensively today, our number one thing is that they're number one in the country at scoring at the rim. They are number one in the country, so we got to keep them out of the paint. Uh, that's got to be our number one goal is that we're uh, – keeping them out of the paint. Can they make threes? Yes, but that's not how they're crushing teams. It's Drew Timmy getting in there. It's, you know, Suggs getting to the rim. It's all those guys kind of getting to the rim. And um, if we can, if we can protect the paint other with Kispert, Kispert's one guy that we can't just let out there and just bang a ton of threes. So that's going to be our main goal is just is protecting the paint. Obviously number two is rebounding for us. Um, That's always so huge. Um, And transition D. Uh, it's those three things defensively. Offensively, the, the biggest things we got to do is um, protect the ball. Obviously, from last night with the Pepperdine game to today is, and, you know, we've kind of started off slow against these guys, so it's protecting the ball. That's number one. They, they, they are so athletic, and they do a great job of jumping into passing lanes. Um, a little bit different than Pacific, uh, Pepperdine. But these guys really, I mean, Suggs is a world-class athlete, right? He just, he's like a, you know, speed, uh, what's it called? Uh, You know, like a 100-meter runner, right? He's so fast getting out of the sprinter? Yeah, sprinter. I don't, I'm sorry. Long night. Uh, Look, it's, look, you, you get it, you get a mulligan. It's like you were up super late and we're doing this super early, so. (laughs) So, yeah, he's, he's a sprinter. He's jumping out of the gate really fast. And um, that's what they do a really good job of defensively. Um, and they're all six four, six five, really long and athletic, and can switch one through five. So it's protecting the ball, moving it from side to side, just getting the right shots. We can get the right shots against these guys. Um, obviously, making the simple play for each other—that's another key. Um, and then getting to the offensive glass. So we've got some things narrowed down with our guys, and we'll meet today at 10 a.m. Um, and then again at two o'clock for a pregame meal. Um, we're not going to do shoot around or anything like that, but we're just going to kind of talk through exactly, you know, the plan for what it takes to beat Gonzaga today. You know, it would be very easy for a team to look at this situation and say, look, we're taking on the number one team in the country. We're already going to the NCAA tournament. It would be very easy to think that way, but this team's not wired that way, is it? No, no, not at all. I mean, this is, you know, Coach Pope shooting for the moon at all times. And so is our players, right? That's our, that's their identity. We're trying to win every game and we want to go fight and claw. And, you know, we got those three seniors that we can always rely upon. And 
um, to really go battle for us. And, and that's what we're, we're excited about today. You know, um, we get to take a shot at the number one team in the country and this is what teams dream to do and play against. And um, they're a really, really good team, um, but we want to go take a swing and, and we're really excited about it. Coach, thank you so much for the time. This is the matchup we all wanted. It's finally here and we're all excited for this one. Thank you so much for doing this and good luck tonight. Appreciate it, Jason. Thanks. Always good to talk with BYU assistant coach Cody Feger. Appreciate his comments before tonight's championship game against Gonzaga. Coming up next, we'll head back down to the Orleans Arena for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back in. About 50 minutes away from tip-off in the Orleans Arena. The number one seed and number one overall team in the country, Gonzaga, taking on the number two seed, BYU. At stake, the auto bid to the NCAA Tournament. And let's head down to Las Vegas and join Mark Durant, former Cougar. You hear him on the broadcast with Greg Rubel and he's Look, everybody loves to hear from Mark Durant. That's why this segment is so popular. Mark, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday evening? I'm doing great. I mean, the numbers for this segment just through the roof. And I told you yesterday that we'd be talking again. And you was like, no, Mark, BYU's going to lose. I did not say and that. You, and you texted me during the game, oh, it's over. I did I said, not don't do give that. Up, don't give up hope, Jason. They're going to come back and win. And they did it. And here we are. Yeah, so all of what you just said was a lie, uh, with the exception of you said we would be here tomorrow, which then I agreed with you. So let's just set the record straight while we're, you know, while people are listening on their hey, drive home you today. You have your truth, I have my truth. <laughs> okay. Well, there are two truths these days, it seems like. So uh, what did the win last night tell you about this BYU team? Well, <laughs> they're resilient, I guess is the word. I mean... They, they they never they never keep coming. I was, uh, you know, I, I joke about it, but I was, you know, wondering several times. Uh, that's it, they're done. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, those guys and those coaches didn't believe it because they found a way to get back in the game multiple times. And uh, even when, you know, bad things happen, like uh, Ross's shot, that that you know, you fought so long to get the lead, and then you get you know have to go to overtime on a shot like that. That can deflate you. But uh, those guys are just so tough, man. Alex Barcelo leads the way, just a bulldog, just a tough kid. And uh, guys just, they, they, they got the job done. And whereas against Pepperdine before, you know, they were out-rebounded and maybe out-hustled a little bit, and that cost them a game. BYU, as much as they turned it over and didn't make the shots or whatever, they, they worked hard. They played hard. They played suffocating defense, did a good job on Colby Ross. They out-rebounded Pepperdine. Those are kind of the hustle type stats and and you know basketball jason is a cruel mistress if you doubt that you, you watch that byu women's game i mean just the slimmest slightest yep. thing could happen and it go from pure and utter elation and joy to absolute devastation and uh, you never know how that ball's gonna bounce sometimes so you just gotta do all you can to put yourself in the best position and, and let let it come what may but uh, byu 
they, they stuck with it. They, they were in a chance to win it at the end, and they, they made some big plays and made some free throws at the end, and and they got it done. And it, you know, it's it's just it's just fun because that that would have been a real disappointing uh, way to end. You know, that kind of this this part of the season. Even though you're going to go to the NCAA tournament, Jason, you don't want to go in like with a, with a loss like that. So I'm glad they're here to face Gonzaga, another chance at the number one team in the country. That's awesome. Yep. It's postseason. That's awesome. And uh, you never know what can happen. I mean, Greg and I were up in Spokane a couple years ago, 29-0, number one team in the nation, and, and BYU won that game. So um, I'm never going to count this BYU out, particularly this BYU team. Well, and for those that may not know uh, what Mark was talking about in terms of the women's game, uh, just about two hours ago, the BYU women, which had led most of the game uh, with .6 seconds to go, Gonzaga hit a buzzer beater shot, and the Zags uh, beat BYU by one point, forty-three to forty-two. So that's the the reference that Mark was talking about. And and Mark, I, I asked Coach Figure this in the previous segment, and I want to ask you the same question. What can a win like last night do for a team in the next game? Or, or maybe even a, another way to ask it, what do you hope it will do for a team in the next game they play? Well, it makes you believe that you can win. I mean, that it, 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 you kind of have something special. Like, we went through all that and had all that stuff go wrong, and yet we still won. Maybe this team's special. Maybe we, well, we're destined. And it gives you some confidence. Uh I mean, it's obviously no nobody's in disillusioned about who they're playing and what this Gonzaga team's able to do. But man, I, this is always this is always the great thing. It's the Rocky Apollo Creed matchup. I mean, it, uh, Gonzaga's Apollo. It just flashy. They come in, you know, you got the music playing in the robe and he's dancing, and and BYU's just kind of the guy chasing the chicken around and stuff, <laughs> and it just looks ugly, and he just takes a beating. And yet he's still standing there and, uh, and and will punch, you know, after you think he's dead and he starts punching again. And so I'm, I'm hoping uh, that the BYU can pull some, some kind of Rocky Balboa magic here. And you're going to take the punches because Gonzaga is, is so good. But maybe if you take enough and you don't get too far behind this game like you have, and then, then all of a sudden late in the game, and you've got some depth and you've got some size, then you start throwing punches, and Gonzaga are like, whoa, wait a second. These guys are still alive. These guys can hurt me. And uh, anyway, that was a belabored uh, but analogy, see, but, but see that, that is the point. <laughs> I would even take it a step further. If we're going to use Rocky analogies, okay, okay. I, think, I think an even better analogy would be Rocky three against Clubber Lang or Rocky four against Drago when Rocky punches the Russian and it, it, you cut him. See, he's not, yeah, he's he not a machine. He, he's human. He, he, he bleeds like the rest That's of us, That's what I'm man. saying. I like where you're going with this. I, so if that happens, I want Mark Pope to get up there and like he did with with the Gorbachev and <laughs> go out to half court. If I can change mm-hmm. and you can change, well, the world can change. I like it. That's what I want. Okay. I, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> Let's count on that. Uh, you referenced this a minute ago, and I, and I actually asked Coach Figure about this because I, I don't think this is in BYU's DNA, and I don't think the coaching staff would allow it. But how much does knowing the outcome of this game, if you're BYU, is not going to affect your NCAA term? Now, for Gonzaga, a loss, you know, maybe they lose a number one seed. Who, who knows? I mean, a loss for Gonzaga, and, and that hurts because the undefeated season is done, all, all that kind of stuff. For BYU, you're coming into this game. Nobody's picking you to win this game. You're going to go to the NCAA tournament anyway. You're going to be a single seed, probably regardless of what happens tonight. How do you how do you fight the urge to let 
the foot off the gas a little bit with all of that in play tonight? Well, I think there's still pressure. I mean, there's, it comes for me from a couple places, and, and one is BYU has not had a lot of success in a championship game in, in conference tournament history, and it's been 20 years. And that would bug me. That bugs me as a former player. That, that would bug me that they haven't won. And so there's pressure to just win and win a conference tournament. That, that would be uh, something that you could always look back on, and especially over a team like Gonzaga. And then more importantly, I think uh, I think a win over the number one team in the country would be worth at least a seed. I mean, then you at least maybe looking at six or five. And then you're really uh, – th- that's a kind of seed where you really can – think about making a multiple game run in the tournament and that, that, that's a lot different than a seven or eight or nine and I worry that you know BYU gets run by 30 even even obviously they're in but I just don't want to give anybody any excuses to discount BYU or say well, you know they're they're good but you know they barely squeaked by Pepperdine and then they got blown out but I don't want to give any ammunition BYU's got enough things going against them as it is with with those folks. And uh, so uh, I, I just want to be way to come out, play hard, play well, not regret, you know, not, not get down big, not regret things, and give a good matchup, and then just put yourself in the best possible light going uh, into Selection Sunday. Yeah, and I don't think that this BYU team is wired that way. And I mentioned the fact that I don't think this coaching staff will allow that to happen, but I, I just don't think it's in the players' DNA or the program's DNA to think that way. You know, and Coach Pope, I referenced this at the beginning of pregame, and when he was talking with you and Greg last night, he, he talked about the fact that you get an opportunity to play the number one team, Gonzaga, three times. It's like, we're not just happy to be here. We're going out here to win a ball game, and I love that attitude, and I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why this team has been served so well this season after losing so much production is because it is instilled in them that this is a good program, and you go out there and you beat teams. That's just what this team does. Yeah, and it's not like BYU's uh, uh, going in uh, without any defense, you know. I mean, right. They're big. And they're a hard-working team. They've been shooting the ball three, maybe not as well the other night, but shooting the ball great from three. And you look at what Gonzaga did against St. Mary's. You got five the five starters in double figures, and you got five points from the rest of the bench. Not that they need a lot of help from the bench, but you got two games in two nights. BYU has an incredible amount of depth, even though they just played an overtime game. So maybe if uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to count on the referees to put Gonzaga in foul trouble tonight, but they're not as deep as you might think. And BYU does have depth, does have size, and and if they can shoot the ball from the three, that'll be my key to the game is, you know, making nine or ten threes, they might have a chance. All right, so that's your key. That's your Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orem keys to the game. Okay, so beyond hitting the threes, then, how else do you attack a team like Gonzaga that it's not like, okay, we'll take this away and that, that will hurt them? Because if you take that away, well, they've got this and this they can go to. How do you attack a team like that that has weapons all over the floor? Well, just that. You you attack. You you don't play on your heels. Uh, they're going to be aggressive with you. And, and I think BYU's got guys like Averett and Barcelo and Gideon George and you know, Caleb Lohner that can beat you off the dribble. So, yeah, they're aggressive man-to-man defensive team. But BYU's had success in the past games one-on-on-one, uh, posting up, getting beating Gonzaga off the dribble and, and going well. I think I think the, another key to the game. If I get two keys from Ken Garf is, uh, <laughs> is just take care of the basketball. That's where Gonzaga really thrives. Is 
is in transition. And if, if you're turning it over, then you're going to get beat. Uh, that's just, I mean, anything, even half almost the turnovers they had against Pepperdine, they'll get beat. They just have to value the basketball. So there's a fine line, Jason, between being really aggressive and then not turning it over. Because once you turn it over on the perimeter, that's an automatic two points. Jalen Suggs, one on three, going downhill is going to beat you. I mean, he's just that good. So you, you have to take care of the ball but still be aggressive. And, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a big wish list for, for BYU. But if they're going to win, that's what they're going to have to do. All right, Mark, thanks for the time as always. Have a good call with Greg, and uh, we'll all be tuning in shortly. All right, my brother. Good to talk to you as always. Great to talk to you. That's Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Orleans Arena. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, and we'll uh, give you some more of the details of the women's championship game between BYU and Gonzaga. We'll go over some of that when we come back. Cougar pregame live. Back to wrap things up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. We've got BYU. We've got Gonzaga for you. Tip off in about 35 minutes. A couple of hours ago, we had BYU versus Gonzaga on the women's side of the championship game. BYU, the number two seed. Gonzaga, the number one team. Those two teams splitting the regular season. So the third and final matchup was for the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. And for the majority of the game, things looking really, really good for BYU. In fact, going into the game, Gonzaga had several players, including several starters, that were not able to play at all or very limited minutes after having some stomach issues. It was not COVID-related at all. Uh, but Gonzaga was down a few players and BYU for the most part had a lead, a comfortable lead of 8, 9, 10 points or so, but the fourth quarter, uh, BYU was outscored by 10 points, 16-6. to six. Gonzaga came back. BYU had a one-point lead. Gonzaga had the ball with .6 seconds to go. It was inbounded in to Jill Townsend, who was one of the players who was sick, had not made a field goal all day long, and with .6 seconds, gets the ball, throws it up, and it goes in at the buzzer, 43-42. BYU falls to Gonzaga, so the Zag getting the auto bid. BYU now has to wait until Selection Monday to find out if their resume is good enough for the committee to give them the bid into the NCAA tournament. You'll hear from head coach Jeff Judkins and Shaley Gonzalez uh, more about that game coming up during halftime as well as postgame. Coming up next, though, we're going to get you back to Vegas for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back inside the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada on Championship Tuesday as tonight 
For the fourth time, BYU and Gonzaga meet for the conference tournament title and the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. The number one Zags will be a one seed on Selection Sunday. And BYU should be a top eight seed. Uh, Both teams will be dancing, but tonight is for the title. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel. Joined at our concourse-level location here at the Orleans by the former Cougar Hoopster himself. Why, he's Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, uh, there may be uh, no better way to tune up for the NCAA tournament than to survive an overtime grinder against a good Pepperdine team and then follow it up 18 hours later taking on the nation's number one team for a third time. It will not get any tougher in Indianapolis than the Cougars will have had it here in Vegas. So what I'm hearing you say, Greg, is you're predicting right here that BYU and Gonzaga in the national title game. I I like that. That sounds good. No, but the reality is, regardless of what happens tonight, obviously you hope BYU wins if you're a BYU fan, but whoever BYU plays in the first round of the tournament is not going to be anywhere near as good as Gonzaga. So you're going to come off a game that was so difficult to play and against such good players that the team you play is going to be a a weight off your shoulders in a way, and you'll be ready for that game. Even if it's a good team, you know, you're going to have confidence going into that game that you can compete. So I'm excited about today. Uh, I'd like to see something really special happen, and uh, we've seen it before, so I'm not going to put anything past this group of guys. You talk about grinding out a win. That, that shows you the character of these guys. They find a way to get it done. But uh, I, I'm just excited about this game, and I'm excited about the next couple of weeks because I think this team with that leadership, Alex, Alex Barcelo's a superstar. Yep. you got size. you got rebounding. You've got good defense. You know, who knows what can happen. We'll, we'll see. Coming up next, the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Mark Pope as his team prepares to play Gonzaga for a third time this season. This is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. Welcome back inside the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's title time for BYU and Gonzaga, the WCC Tournament Championship, pitting the Cougs and the Zags for a fourth time. Gonzaga beat BYU to win the conference tournament crown in 2014, 2015, and again in 2018. Gonzaga tonight making its 24th consecutive appearance in the WCC Tournament title game. That streak is the longest in any conference nationally. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. We talked today via Zoom about not only the challenge but the opportunity to play the nation's number one team on center stage during college basketball's vaunted championship week. This is what you work for. You know, you spend your whole, your whole season, your whole summer, your whole life uh, trying to get to this point where you get to do a championship game. Uh, you know, and we just are fortunate enough to be in a championship game at the West Coast Conference uh, already with a guaranteed bid to the NCAA tournament, a good seed uh, with a terrific season record behind us. And in the championship game, we get to play the number one ranked team in the country. Come on. It just doesn't get any better. Like, this is what you live for. And, it, it, it you know, we got to go find a way to win. We have to go find a way to win. We, it's been too long since we've – put up a banner and we have to do this. And so our guys are focused, are locked in. We understand the massive, massive, immense challenge in front of us. We're going to have to do something that no other team in the country has been able to do this year. And we're excited for the opportunity. What's the most important thing that you think needs to get done tonight? 
Well, it, it you know, I think it's physicality, but but there's going to be a three pronged approach to physicality. So physicality in transition defense are physical, like our ability to run and communicate simultaneously in a physical way is is key number one. Our physicality on the glass is key number two. Is you know, we we learned a great lesson from from the Zags in our second meeting with them. Something we've implemented in every single practice since then is the second hit. What was happening was the Zags, we were meeting them on the first hit on a rebound, and then we were going to jump, and they were initiating a second hit as we are going to jump, and they were just clearing out space and letting the ball come to them. It's really, really good. It's incredibly effective. It's, it's a testament to the physicality of this team. And so it's something that we've tried hard to implement. We're going to, see, we're going to test ourselves and see what kind of strides we've made in terms of physicality on the glass with a second hit. And the third thing is our physicality about being able to protect this ball. And it's something we did poorly last night that we have to do well. It's it's not just the physicality of winning catches in the two-man game and a handoff and a post on the roll, but it's also the physicality of the mental physicality of, of knowing when we have to go our hardest and come up with 50-50 balls and, and when we have to cut hard and when we have to actually go make plays. So physicality is the name of the game in, in those three areas. And if we can't, if we can't make some serious progress in those three areas, it's going to be a struggle night. But if we can, then then we can be a formidable opponent that has a chance to upset the number one ranked team in the country. If there's anything this team understands is that these opportunities don't grow on trees and we're not guaranteed anything. And so while we hope that we can have opportunities in the future, we know we have this one staring us right in the face right now. We're not going to miss it. We're not going to miss it. We just refuse to miss it. We understand how hard it's going to be. We understand the odds might be stacked against us. We understand how good the Zags are. But we also appreciate the fact that we have this opportunity right now, and they don't come around every day, and we got to try and seize it. It's a 40-minute game, but it's kind of been a five-minute game both times you played them. After the first five minutes, it was kind of straight up, but they were playing with a double-digit lead the rest of the way. How much can you – can you overfocus on the first five minutes being so key? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Greg, I mean, we've been we've been talking about it every day since the last time we played the Zags with somewhat mixed results. Um, you know, it's 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 hard. Uh, you know, you t- you know, both games, as you know, we turn the ball over five out of our first seven possessions. And sometimes you turn the ball over because you're there's too much ball movement. Sometimes you turn the ball over because it's too stagnant. Sometimes you, you turn it over because you're trying to articulate it in such a fine way that there's too much there's too much room for failure involved and sometimes you dumb it down so much that there's not enough sophistication to to what you're trying to do right and so it's uh it's really artistic um and and I've struck the wrong chord for the first two games and, and hopefully we're gonna do better tonight but we put a ton of thought into it and uh, obviously it's a huge key like we got to find a way to start this game well now with that said at home in our second game you know we're down. 18 to two or whatever ridiculous thing it was in the first three and a half minutes. And we cut it to a six point game, I think 28 to 22 and we're right there in the game. So the, the opening moments of the game are not going to dictate the outcome of the game. They sure can make it harder for us though. And so we'd like to, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to win that battle. We're all for two in that battle in the first four minutes of the game. And so it's a huge focus for us. We're going to try a couple new things and see if we can make it work. It's not going to, it's not going to dictate the outcome of the game. Um, for sure, but but like I said, we'd like to give ourselves a, a little less steep climb in the in the last 35 minutes of the game. What'd you kind of settle on then for the right approach then to open this one? Tonight? So we're, we're going to do a little combination of both. We're going to simplify it a little bit. We're going to kind of keep our focus a little bit uh, 
a little bit uh, downhill, a little bit aggressive, a little bit to the offensive glass, um, and, and, and try and keep this ball a little bit more in the right hands, guys, with some simple decision-making. The one thing we're really focused on, and I'm knocking on the table here, the one thing we're focused on, we got to get shots in the first five possessions. We just have to get a shot at the rim somewhere on the court. After tonight, your next game is 11 days away. Kalani has a phrase called emptying the tank. Is, the, is that going to apply tonight? Yeah, that's the way we approach every game. I mean, you know, when we were on the road playing at Portland, our guys were so committed that this was going to be the biggest, most difficult, only game that mattered in our whole season. It's one of the reasons why our guys have been so incredibly consistent is because they they just have this really uh, unique and important ability to kind of, you know, empty the tank for that phrase every single game. Like it's the only game in the world that matters. And I, I, I'm a hundred percent confident we'll do the same thing tonight. I think being able to do that every night for, you know, in a, in a normal season for 35 games and in this season for this will be what 26 for us. I think it's, it's a key to success. And so our guys are, you know, there, there's a bunch of things these guys have proven over the course of the season. They've proven that they know how to turn frustration into fight. I feel so confident. They've turned, they've proven that they're going to fight on every single possession, no matter what the scoreboard reads. They've proven that. They've proven that they're going to be toughest in the game. And I think to me, they've proven that they're going to come every single night in some form or fashion and give every bit of their heart and soul. So I'm super confident that we'll see that again tonight. How great is this, Red? Come on, man. This is this is what we live for. It's March Madness. I mean, how great that we got to start with the overtime game last night. We got to face the number one team ranked team in the country tonight, and and the, the, the and the fact that we get to move on to March and, and play in the sensitive tournament. These guys have earned all this, but we're not going to let it go by without taking our biggest biggest swing that we can possibly take at this. And, and we have a lot of belief in our locker room, Greg. I mean, we understand how good these guys these guys are, but there's a lot of belief in this locker room. We're going to see what we can do tonight, Coach. Great to hear from you for the pregame. We'll talk to you postgame. Good luck. Let's go, baby. Thanks. All right, that is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online, then pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, pregame coverage continues with the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Title Tuesday at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Tonight, the 20-5 BYU Cougars take on the 25-0 Gonzaga Bulldogs. Zags and Cougars meeting for a second time today, earlier today, in the women's tourney title game, Gut Punch by Gonzaga. A game-winning shot with uh, that began. The play began with 0.6 seconds on the clock. Jill Townsend's game winner. 
sends the Zags to a 43-42 win over BYU in the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from concourse level. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Braden Flint. Terry South is our coordinating producer. BYU radio engineers Sean Fay and uh, Barry Squires. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We are also heard on network affiliates in addition to Sirius XM 143, 89.1 FM HD2. Those are our BYU radio stations. And our over-the-air flagship is KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, BYU and Gonzaga... Uh, they got to title Tuesday in different ways. Zags were methodical in marching past St. Mary's last night. It was never really a game at any point. Uh, BYU, however, well, the Cougs were in a game. Uh, down double digits in each half before rallying to defeat Pepperdine in overtime, 82-77. to BYU may have been a little tight after nine days off and a triple bye. And BYU was sloppy, 21 turnovers. But, Mark, maybe the Cougs uh, got it out of their system a little bit. It can be more, a lot more relaxed tonight. Nothing to lose against the nation's number one team. But relaxed can't mean careless because the Zags will make you pay more than Pepperdine. It's different when you have a turnover against the Zags because they're going to score. Maybe if you turn it over against Pepperdine, you, you're going to get something. You're, you're going to stop them defensively. That's not going to happen with the Zags. They thrive on it. The other thing is when you turn it over, that's an empty possession. You didn't even get a chance to shoot it and score. And with a team like Gonzaga that averages about 90 points a game, they're so efficient offensively, you just can't afford to have – empty possessions and so that that'll be the real challenge and I, I think you're right though that it's good that they've played a game they're used to this environment uh, it was you know Pepperdine came after BYU they're very aggressive and so they're used to that and also the fact that they've played Pepper or excuse me Gonzaga twice uh, and uh, you know it can be overwhelming playing those guys but now you kind of know how they play and what to expect and so hopefully you have a better at least start to the game than you've had the other two games. Coming up after this break, we'll have more on the Cougs and the Zags live from Las Vegas as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Back inside the Orleans Arena where tonight the BYU plays for its first ever WCC Tournament Championship and first tourney title in almost exactly 20 years. So, Mark, we were together in Las Vegas over at the Thomas and Mack Center in 2001, 20 years ago, when BYU defeated New Mexico to win the Mountain West Tourney Championship and get back to the NCAA Tournament for after a long March Madness dry spell at the time. Well, we already know that uh, this year's BYU team will go dancing, win or lose tonight. Uh, there's something special about being able to, to hoist a trophy or, or hold a banner, put one up. It's, uh, it's been so long since the Cougars have done that, and Coach Mark Pope said he went ahead and referenced it in our pregame interview. Now, to do it against the nation's number one team would be as uh, memorable, certainly, as it is improbable right now. But, Mark, the Cougs have surprised and stunned the number one Zags before. Uh, the Zags know what it feels like to have a 29-game win streak ended by BYU. And the Zags come in on another 29-game win streak. Yes, this Gonzaga team is a machine, but nothing is impossible when it's the Cougs and the Zags, and especially when it's March. Yeah, and, and why not BYU? I mean... 
You can, obviously, we, well, let's all just put it out there. Gonzaga is very good. They're they're terrific. Five guys that probably play in the league right now. And but but why not BYU? I mean, you've got a seven three guy that's a, a force in the paint uh, that can block shots, and and you've got a couple other big guys that are big and can maybe do something. Like, uh, in the first game, they were able to uh, outplay Timmy and and others down low for Gonzaga. Not so the case in the second game, but. Uh, and then you've got shooters. I mean, it's not last year where they led the country, but in conference play, BYU's shooting unbelievable from the three-point line. You've got senior leadership at the, in the backcourt, Averitt and, and Barcelo. And so why not BYU? I mean, either Gonzaga is unbeatable and no one's going to beat him, or someone can. And maybe, maybe it's BYU. We'll see. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Our look ahead to BYU and Gonzaga rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Gonzaga straight ahead here in Las Vegas. Zags looking to win a 30th straight game for the first time in program history. BYU looking to do what it did four years ago and keep the Zags one win short of 30. BYU beat Gonzaga in the kennel to end the 2016-17 campaign, ending the Zags' bid at a 30-0 regular season. Mark, regardless of how this one ends tonight, we hope it starts better than either of the two games these teams have played this season. BYU trailed 23-2 in Spokane and 15-2 in Provo. And despite steadying the ship eventually, the Cougs that took on way too much water too early and could never really bail themselves out. I won't reference exactly what I'm referring to, but it's as if you're playing your rival in football multiple times and the first play of the game you maybe throw a pick six and then the next series you throw a pick six. And then no matter how valiantly you fight back, maybe you get in the game, you've just dug yourself too big a hole. You just can't afford it. You're playing the number one freaking team in the country, Greg. You can't spot them. you got to come out ready to play. Take care of the basketball. Number one, I Mark Pope mentioned, take care of the ball. Do not turn it over. Get shots early, and then and then you see where the chips fall. But don't dig yourself a hole early. Last word before tip-off coming your way next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
It's Title Tuesday. Tip off of BYU and Gonzaga next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.